With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Punk Rock and Beer Podcast. Really quickly, before we get into this episode, I wanted to mention my Patreon. Patrons get all the podcasts a week early. I do giveaways. I do some other stuff. But most importantly, if you want me to review your music or artwork or anything else, Patreon is the way to do that. Every month, I do a call for submissions. All you need to do if you want me to review something is just post it in the comments of that post. Then I will review it live on Twitch for the hundreds of people that tune into every stream and post it on Patreon for everyone to check out. All you need to do is just join at the $10 and up level. Stay tuned for that post and you are good to go. So if that sounds cool to you and you want me to review your music, artwork, or anything else, hit the link in the show notes for this episode. And thank you very much to everyone who supports over on Patreon. Hello, everybody. Today's episode is a bonus from the family cast where he had me on to talk about, I don't know, I've talked about some food stuff. We talked about some music stuff, but the part that I really, really want you to pay attention to is all the way at the very end, maybe the last, I don't know, 10 minutes or something like that, 20 minutes, something like that. So even if you just skip to the very end and listen to that, you know, the thing I am most passionate about is self-improvement and specifically learning to control and manage your own psychology. That has been by far the biggest struggle for me in my entire life and something that I continue to work on every single day. And we talk about that at the very end. So if that sounds interesting to you, or you just wanna hear me talk about why I don't care about the taste of food, well, then you will like this episode. And also make sure you check out his show. There's a link to that in the show notes of this episode and enjoy. <coughs> Testing, checking, yes. Let's go. Good morning, good morning, ladies and gentlemen, everyone in between all that. I'm sitting here with Mr. Finn McKenty. Uh, and where are you at this fine day, sir? Uh, a little bit outside Seattle. A little bit outside Seattle. Nice. My brother lives up there, too. Um, love it up there. Beautiful, beautiful. I'm here in San Diego, so same time zone. Thanks for doing this. Welcome to the family cast. Food and music is life, yes. And uh, although I know you said you're not a food person, you are definitely covered in music at least behind yourself and everything i mean like i that. do consume food so you know he we eats have food that ground. he drinks it and uh definitely talks a lot about the music and best known for probably what what would you call yourself music commentary music yeah, opinion. i think that's a good way to put it <laughs> music opinions and all that kind of stuff and uh lo and behold it turns out one of my sous chefs is from cincinnati so he had a, a couple of funny fun questions for you later on oh perfect <laughs> I'm not from Cincinnati, but I but did you, live there. For you did some, yeah. You did did time. And, yes, um, I did. That's a good did, way to put it. Yeah, <laughs> did time, and you're also kind of wearing Cincinnati colors right now. But, True. Yeah. So just by default or whatever. But, anyways, who is Finn? Where did you get started, and why? 
Why music commentary? Uh, well, I mean, I guess uh, I'll give you the short answer to that. Um, sure. Uh, I grew up in the Seattle area. Uh, you know, going first band I got into was like Suicidal Tendencies back in 1990. I saw them on MTV, mm -hmm. and I was like, I don't know what this is, but it's fucking cool. I'm in. Let's <laughs> yeah. do this. Yeah. Then it was all downhill from there. Um, and uh, yeah, mostly spent my career working in uh, design and marketing. So that's sort of like my mm -hmm. uh, my real job. Uh, and as far as, you know, why, well, I got started making zines back in 93 or something like that. Um, Heck yeah. cause you know, that's what you did back then. I, yeah. were, nobody was writing about the bands that I wanted to hear about. So I was like, well, I guess I'll do it. So I did that and I sold a few thousand of those through the mail by the time I was out of high school, which in a lot of ways is actually harder than, than YouTube. Cause you know, if you think about like, how do you sell, like, how do you, how do you even get people to find out about this thing? It was Kind How of did you? Behind, uh, Maximum Rock and Roll was the big yeah. thing. I would um, get it reviewed in Maximum Rock and Roll for anybody who is uh, under the age of 40 or so. Um, yep. That was kind of the definitive, you know, it was like the TikTok of our day, uh, kind of the place where you found out yeah, about new music. Yeah, for sure. Um, so they would review it anytime that would happen. I would get a bunch of orders. I would do trades, that kind of thing. So you know, just uh, learning at an early age, kind of like, how do you be where the attention is? And then I mm. started doing blogs after that and blogs sort of ran their course. Uh, and I said, well, I guess YouTube is where people are now. So I'm going to do that. <laughs> and uh, here I am. How long have you been doing the YouTube thing? I started it in uh, September of 2017. So a little bit over five years now. <clears throat> nice. Okay. So not too long. And you, you've uh, obviously got at least two channels that I know of, and they're all they both do uh, get a lot of hits and views and and comments. But uh, um, yeah, I mean, that's funny. Um, was it must have been institutionalized the video you saw on MTV suicidal? No, it was when so they were banned from being from playing LA for like five years or something because of like you know gang violence and stuff at their shows, mm -hmm. all those suicidals and stuff. Mm -hmm. And in 1990, it was their first hometown show in several years and so mtv news covered that oh i see okay they played the parking lot of like tower records or something and um they did a video for like war inside my head that like like uh, a re-recorded version of it so it was that they're wild i love it yeah. uh, that, they're definitely inspiring so uh, you must be you must be uh you must be a fellow gen xer then yes maybe like right at the beginning cusps of it um but i like uh i like the fact that you and at least in most of your videos I've seen, you keep this this uh, flyer background behind you. Um, I can I feel like sometimes you know the backgrounds we choose tell people who we are in a yeah. certain sense, you know. Um, but you always always have that one. Are they always the same flyers? By the way, uh, I've it changed it like once over the course of the years, but it's it, I don't know. I'm lazy. Too much work to change. Oh it yeah, I don't know how how hard that would be or not, but <laughs> um, but it's definitely you. And then you talk a lot about Undertow mm -hmm. band. Yeah, is yep. it why, why them? Were they the only like kind of? I don't want to. I mean, make anyone feel bad, but were they the bigger significant band in the the Pacific Northwest? As far as like hardcore, that kind of hardcore goes, yes, they were really like our only national band. You know, at that time, mm -hmm. uh, there was also Botch, but they weren't really popular until you know a few years later. Um, but as far as you know, like. I don't know if Undertow was a straight edge band or not. I think they were. Um, but as far as that kind of stuff goes, they were the only one. There were some other great bands from Seattle. For example, I love The Accused mm -hmm. um, and Forced Entry and some other bands that 
I don't know, people wouldn't have heard of unless they're from the area, but um, like Saber and Dumped and stuff like that. But uh, Undertow was sort of our, you know, flagship hardcore band. Nice, nice. Yeah. Okay. So they were they meaningful to you in that aspect to push, keep you in the hardcore, you know, up in that area or it was just the band? I don't know. Cause I, I wasn't from up there. But so I had, I had the privilege of being around a lot more down here. Um, but like, I, I feel like uh, in your speakings, you say the name comes up a lot, you know? Well, they were just kind of, yeah, they were. The... I mean, I did like them, of course, but they were sort of the only game in town. Mm -hmm. Um, I was actually more into a lot of bands from uh, L.A. and the Bay Area, Mm -hmm. more like um, bands like Spaz and Capitalist Casualties and Man is the Bastard and stuff like that. Um, I was really into that. No comment, all that kind of thing. Um, But that just didn't exist at all in the Seattle area. Right. So the bands that speak to your like kind of teen angst kind of stuff, like (laughs) high energy yeah, I mean, stuff. I guess I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm not really a, I'm not really that type of person, but uh, but I get what you mean, yeah. But I guess when you went into your career or your schooling, at least took you into business and marketing, yeah, MBA, and you know, um, how did how what's the trajectory from being a hardcore kid in the Pacific Northwest to going to Cincinnati for design? Uh, University of Cincinnati actually has one of the best design programs in the country. Um, nice. So that's why I went there. Nice, nice. Okay. And what do you design? Is it graphic design or? Well, I haven't like... been a designer in over 10 years. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, the last design, so there's kind of two big things I did. Um, I worked at an industrial design agency in the like mid to late 2000s, mostly working on Procter & Gamble stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, I think that most of the Swiffer products that are in stores now, I, I'm pretty sure that we had a hand in designing those. Um, and, uh, in engineering some of that as well, uh, bunch of stuff for, for breeze, uh, did some stuff for like tide and bounce and just, you know, PNG is an amazing company that has, I mean, it just really invented consumer marketing as we know it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was really amazing to get the chance to work with them so much. Um, and, uh, then after that, I was a graphic designer at Abercrombie and Fitch. I, worked on Hollister girls t-shirts. So, you know, <laughs> okay. if anybody went to high school from, you know, 2009 to 2012, there was a very good chance I designed some of their shirts or their sister's shirts. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then I moved into a marketing role there where I spent a lot of time over in Asia managing like the production of the shopping bags. If you remember the ones uh, with the hot guy on it, you know, the, mm, the, shirt, yeah. the shirtless hunk, <laughs> uh, the Abercrombie bags. Yeah, uh, so yeah, I totally. spent a lot of time in like China, Hong Kong, Indonesia, printing shopping bags over there literally making bags like uh i remember they had a full design around the bag but like mm-hmm. that's it's crazy we want to think about those little things in in design or anything like for even for records or cds or anything like that somebody like it could be all the way overseas designing this what seemingly looks like just a bag or whatever but like obviously yeah the shopping cool bag i mean i don't i know people listening to this don't want to hear me talk about this shit so i'll keep it short but sure the shopping bag was their their bag was iconic um it was a big deal back then so it was it was worth the investment good good um but then you're like hey i'm what did you say i'm getting tired of this i want to do comment i want to start talking about people's music or um so after that (laughs) i worked for a company called creative live which Mm -hmm. is an online education platform for creative professionals Mm. primarily photographers that was kind of our biggest market um and uh, it was like a Silicon Valley startup kind of thing. 
raised, I think we raised like $65 million. And when I say we, I mean Whoa. the CEO, not me. Oh, okay. um, although I was part of the fundraising process, which was really cool to, you know, I, I cannot take credit for any of it, but I helped prepare a lot of the decks and stuff like that. So it was very cool to be part of the process. You know, if anyone knows about investing, like our our lead investors were like Greylock and Social Capital, mm -hmm. which is like top of the food chain shit. That's um, right. Back in 2013. So it was amazing to be a part of that process. Um, and uh, so they originally kind of started doing photography stuff. And I came in in 2013 and uh, they had the idea of doing music stuff. And I was like, well, I, I know a lot of people in music. I can help you with that. Nice. Um, so I helped them spin up a music channel there where we brought on a lot of people like we taught people how to record and mix music so and we brought on a bunch of people like kurt from converge and between the buried me periphery mm. uh Seosin, um i don't know a bunch of other people i can't even think of but uh yeah a lot of cool stuff um and then i quit that in 2017 um, which is when I became a partner in the company that I work for now, which is called URM Academy. Um, people, if you're into the world of of mixing, you might know our product, Nail the Mix, where we teach people how to record and mix music. We've mm -hmm. had everybody in kind of the world of rock and metal on, like Fall Out Boy, Bring Me the Horizon, Gojira, Mashuga, um, Suicide Silence. Um, I don't know. There's like we've had probably like almost a hundred people on by now. Um, Brad. so lo lots of that stuff. And then I started doing YouTube around the same time. And YouTube has always been to me. Obviously, it's what people know me for because it's you know a public facing thing. Mm. But YouTube has always been sort of my side hustle to me. Mm. Um, even though I make more money now from it than my day job, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's always been a side hustle to me because my my actual passion is like building businesses. Um, it just so happens that um, people will also listen to me talk about music, which is wild to me. <laughs> hey, you got you found, you found the found what they're what sticks, right? You're like, look, look, mom and dad. All I want is a rad collection of hats, a sure SM7B, and a great wall behind me. Oh, it's not we even a real it. wall. It's yeah, just a, a fucking, It's just a piece of cardboard with some printed out <laughs> flyers pasted to it. Nice, I love it. So that's, check that out the list. You did those things. I'm a um, fake. <laughs> You know, I mean, some some of the commenters seem, you know, some of your commenters are just real, real buttheads, you know? Yeah, a lot of people don't like me, that's for sure. Well, I mean, the videos, and I think that you do a good job in the videos that you say, like, look, this is a disclaimer. This is my opinion. I'm a, I'm one guy just having these opinions can't. Actually, I, I stopped putting my opinions in videos because nobody wants it. So <laughs> I, I just summarize say, Wikipedia like for them now for the most part. Yeah, more of like a short, short documentary style or yep. whatever. Yeah, Keep my opinions out of it. They don't care. So Ooh. Yeah. Um, it's probably like some like, you know, 16 year old saying that or anything. What? No, unfortunately, it's uh, 35 year olds. Oh, you found out. OK. <laughs> In my the average age of my viewers, YouTube tells you this. Information. Oh, yeah, it's sure. Like, yeah. You know, 30, 35. So it's uh, 30 year olds with with beards that have very strong opinions about dorky music. <laughs> What's the best uh page 99 record yeah um, dude exactly <laughs> exactly like christ man like shouldn't you fan. be doing literally anything else with your life right now than fucking berating some stranger on the internet about fucking page 99 i guarantee you that everybody that was in page 99 or seisha or any of those bands wants to throw themselves on a fucking sword when they see people fucking nerding out about them like this they should have like, a dude, we haven't been abandoned in 20 years. Let it go, you fucking pathetic motherfucker. <laughs> man, music fans are hardcore, man. Um, like uh, I mean it's the same with like your your 
anyway, anything from food to religion to politics or, you know, yes. these underground bands, it's like they get really like traumatized if you say, say anything against like their favorite lyric or yeah, it's, it's honestly sad. I mean, the, the people wrap their identity around like consumption, basically, hmm. uh, you know, whether it's music or comic books or food or whatever, you know, I get it. If If I was to you know, attack, if you're a chef and I was to attack your food or your restaurant and you get defensive about that, I get it. But like the fans. That, that, yeah, I get it. <laughs> yeah. But if you're just a dude who eats there, <laughs> it's like, dude, it's not your restaurant, man. Like if, if you like it, that's cool. But it's, yeah. it, it's not your music and it's not your restaurant. And it's really unhealthy to kind of wrap your identity around this thing such that you get like angry enough to write multi-paragraph essays you know, on the internet about it. It's, it, it's not healthy. Sure. Exactly. I like I made what that you mistake. like, but yeah, you know, it's not um, a crusade. I made the mistake by, with like sports fans, like saying like, Oh, you're on the team. Cause they put their name on the back of the Jersey. Right. 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 Oh yeah. You play for the hockey team and you know, never, never skated. I skated before, or, you know, just being a dork nerd punk myself, just saying stuff like that to sports people. They, you know, they don't like that basically i'm gonna start doing that with bands though be like yeah we're uh we're hitting the road this summer really looking forward to it you know we think this is gonna be our best our best tour yet we're really uh, excited to see uh to show everyone this is the best version of our lineup uh yet that's been out there so uh yeah, we'll see you on the road this summer and it's you <laughs> yeah I'm like oh you're you're in fallout boy well uh, no i mean you know a huge we, fan yeah. yeah just just a big fan I, I mean i don't know them they don't know that i exist <laughs> just but you know i i think of myself as an honorary member of the band sure you then you get to like comment how you want exactly <laughs> That's well my move what's your uh what's your favorite cincinnati chili restaurant <laughs> listen <laughs> have you ever had cincinnati chili yeah yeah i, I made it for the, when the bengals were in the super bowl and uh did not fly it did not go over well well, it's not chili. It's Greek spaghetti it's, sauce. It's like chocolatey, cinnamony, weird. I mean, to be honest, it looks it looks like garbage. But it's literally Greek spaghetti sauce. That's what <laughs> it, it is. Some Greek guy is. came over there in like the 40s or the 50s or something, and uh, I guess he just branded it as chili because people didn't understand what it was. Or mm -hmm. I, I'm not quite sure how he ended up <laughs> calling it chili, but it's literally Greek spaghetti sauce. And I know this because one of my best friends from Cincinnati is Greek. And I was like, what the fuck is up with your fucking rancid chili? And he was like, dude, it's not chili. It's Greek spaghetti sauce. He explained it all to me. Here's um, the history. Yeah. Here, here's the thing. Here's here's here, here's the thing. Disclaimer. <laughs> the people from Cincinnati, the Midwest. Okay. Here's, here's my formula. There is an inverse relationship between how proud people are to be from somewhere and uh, and the quality of life in that place, mm -hmm. like how good the place actually is, right, yeah. is the opposite of how proud people are to be from there. For example. <laughs> yeah. Give me an example. Talk, you know, talk to people from Seattle, ask them if they like Seattle. Those, they'll just start bitching about it. Mm -hmm. Seattle is a pretty great place. LA, yeah. same thing. They'll bitch about it endlessly. I don't know if San Diego's, San Diego's a great place to live, but I bet people there bitch about it a lot. But if you <laughs> ask know, people, yeah. what's that? They they've been known to yeah oh man the traffic's so bad and you know but it's like expensive and rah 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 and like well, yeah. why are you still here well but, I mean, but look at the city I look would at never city. leave yeah America's well, finest city people from like Philadelphia or Cincinnati or like you know Milwaukee or something and they'll just go on and on about how great Philadelphia and Cincinnati are and uh, they're not great 
<laughs> Again, honest opinions because it's, no, it's, these know. are facts. These oh, are facts. Oh, okay, we're spitting facts. Got it. And uh, like, the people from Cincinnati, they really like their Cincinnati stuff, like La Rosa's Pizza, Grater's Ice Cream, Skyline Chili, and listen, the the real the really sad people are the Gold Star people. I don't know if you know this, but there's two rival chili chains in Cincinnati. There's Gold Star and there's Skyline. Skyline is the bigger one. And you know, there's Skyline. the gold star yeah. people that 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 swear by it. Is that like uh like voodoo donuts versus um blue star donuts? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Got exactly. it. Exactly. Okay. I think they're both gross personally. <laughs> both are terrible. Um <laughs> so what do you I know you that you work with uh what's faction food? Is that the right one? The pre-made meal kit kind of thing? Factor. Factor, sorry. Yes. Um are so are you are you into healthy eating or or yes? Are you already yeah, always uh, have them? What's up? Have you always been like, is that kind of coming out of like ve mm -hmm. vegan, vegetarian, straight edge kind of lifestyle or? Yeah, I'm, I haven't been vegan for a long time, but uh, I mean, I, I guess, um, you know, I've never really cared that much about the taste of food. <laughs> so for what? me, it's just about like macronutrients. Excuse me? <laughs> it's not, I, I, I know I'm weird. You know, my psychiatrist. Well, what do you mean by that? What do you mean by that? Like um, you just like you eat to live? Yeah, it's just not important to me what like nutritional content is much more important to me than taste mm. so like i would rather eat something that tastes bad but has good nutritional content than vice versa so like mres and like you know like yeah astronaut food kind of stuff like I'm f like for example powder. i just like I, I eat a salad for lunch every day and i have and i'll eat the same thing i've eaten the same thing for breakfast for probably three years or something what is it oatmeal uh I'm, uh, an egg sandwich egg sandwich i mean those are delicious they can be they are. They happen to be, and they also it, they also happen to have good nutritional. The, right now, well. you're doing the thing like you're like the guy from Philadelphia who <laughs> talks about the city is it's trash, but it, like he loves it or vice versa. Yeah, but like, but even if it tastes, I don't bad, like the I taste was, of food, but this sandwich is fucking. It delicious. happens to be. It happens to be good. <laughs> okay. um, when I can find something that tastes good and has good nutritional content, that's great. But if I have to make the trade off, you know, I so, would choose. So we're not going to see the Finn McKenty uh, brand of Skyline Chili soon. We won't see that. Listen, if they pay me enough, <laughs> I'm happy to say it's the you're, best thing in the world. You whore. You um so um what is so what do you do with Factor? They they send you stuff so you can promote it, or are you actually like we're already eating it before that? Uh I actually genuinely do think it's a good product. Um okay. I didn't use it before they paid me to talk about it, but I, I actually think it's great. Good. I'll have to, one of my other friends was just talking about it. I was like, hey, I just heard somebody talking about that. So now two people have told me about it. So the word's yeah, really good. getting out there. Um, you know, it's like 450 calories. There's different options they have, but the one that I get is called Calorie Smart, which is usually around 450 calories with quite a bit of protein and it tastes good. I'm a fan. Are you, so are you an overall like healthy person, like physically, mentally, spiritually, all that? I try to be. Yeah. Cause, cause it seems like that if you're doing stuff like that versus, I'm sponsored by the beer company or whatever, you know, um, yeah. it's more of a healthier choice. Plus, plus, you know, Gen Xers are at a certain age now where our joints need different things. <laughs> I still you identify know. as 28 years old. So um, I'm a minor at heart for yourself. Yeah, no, I, I'm still going to as many hardcore shows as I can, but it's just, I just stay sore longer. <laughs> yeah. Um, but do you drink coffee and caffeine and all that kind of stuff or very little? Um, like mm. I maybe have like 30 milligrams of caffeine a day. Oh, so like a cup of tea? Uh, I don't. I'm not sure. Probably. Yeah, that's about because a cup of coffee is like four times that. Yeah, but <laughs> that's good. That's probably better for you actually to not be drinking the coffee because 
But how do you, so how do you stay like focused and alert and with all your, all the stuff that it seems like, cause it seems like you're probably making what two or three videos at least a day. I don't know how that works, but they're I like, have editors it seems like a lot of work. That. What's oh, up? you got a team. It seems like there's a lot of work going into this. It is a lot of work. Yeah, yeah. But that's just how my brain works. I'm just built that way. I don't have a problem staying focused or on task or whatever. So it's just, honestly, I'm just lucky. It's a blessing. Well, I mean, it's a blessing and a curse because sure. I also have a hard time relaxing. That was going to get to that. How does the, what's the opposite of the, the downturn of, of all this like focus and energy and work and stuff that you're doing. Plus, you know, uh, that's just the YouTube stuff with all the other stuff you're doing and yeah. family life. And I don't know how close you are with your like, ex, you know, uh, mom and dad and siblings and cousins, whatever, but like all this stuff factors into lives usually that, yep. how, how do we find rest when we're trying to stay hustling, you know? Yeah. Well, that's, that's the challenge. Um, and for me, I'm the opposite of most people that most people, um, you know, they, they sort of grind through their work and then they get a chance to like chill out on the weekend or go on vacation or something. And it's like, ah, I can relax and recharge when it's like, for example, we just went and visited my cousins in the Bay area for four days last week. And it was uh, like, I was really happy to see them and like, I, I enjoyed it and stuff, but it's definitely like Not stressful relaxing. for me. To, <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. It, I have to grit my teeth to get through like vacations and stuff like that, which if it was just me, I would never take vacations. Um, but you know, I'm married and yeah. uh, I understand that I'm a crazy person and my wife isn't that way. And I respect that. And like, I don't want to, you know, it's important. So, um, for me yeah. to like eat bad food or like go on vacation or something like that is actually stressful. Is, is it, yeah. When you go on vacation, is it, is there somebody in the group that's like, here, here's the agenda. We're going to wake up early and go on these hikes and I just do whatever my and... wife wants. Yeah. But when we, because when we go, she, my wife is like, planned some stuff. And I'm like, I thought vacation was like <laughs> hammocks and chilling and, you know, maybe a Mai Tai or surfing or whatever. But like, we're like adventure, adventure, adventure. I'm like, oh, okay. I like to have a balance. Yeah. You know, I don't personally, exactly. like, whatever my wife wants, I'm on board with. But, mm -hmm. you know, I want to have some stuff to do. But like, I don't, I, I'm not one of these people who wants to like over schedule a vacation because that sort of defeats the point to me. But, you know, whatever you. she wants to do, I'm on board. You know what I do to relax these days at home? I listen to hardcore music. <laughs> Put headphones on, drown everyone else out, and then turn off the main speakers and just listen to like the last one on the table's battery. And I'm like, yeah, buddy, yeah, you know. And it's I just relaxing. Watch to me. Uh, Real Housewives with my wife. Oh, so relaxing. So not not annoying at all. Right? <laughs> no, I love it. I I love reality. It's genuinely okay. Yeah. Um. Well, Real Housewives. I'll, maybe I'll have to check that out. I don't know if that would relax me or not, but. Um, <laughs> recommendations heard. Um, yeah. So what else is, what else is new in the world of Finn McKenty aside from the YouTube videos? I know that you are, um, I'm going to look for on your next video, you, which flyers you've changed. I'm going to see, uh, you know, which hats going on, but yeah. How do you, what's going on? Uh, I mean, I don't have a lot of exciting things in my life or anything. I'm very <laughs> like, I, I'm into routine, you know, I, get up in the morning and I work out and then I do my work and then we watch some real housewives and then repeat. You is know, your workout, that's... is your workout related to Brazilian Jiu Jitsu? So I, uh, I've had to take a little bit of pause on that because the, uh, do you know what a gi is? Mm -hmm. So yeah. the only, it, we moved like a year ago and the only place I can train here only does gi and it fucks up my hands too much. Mm. Like I've broken both of my pinkies and it fucks up your knuckles, like the grips. Um, I used to do no gi and basically with gi, you grip with these fingers or sorry, you grip with these fingers, like mm -hmm. your 
ring and pinky finger you grip with that the weakest fingers yeah yeah and that fucks up my knuckles um nogi you grip with these fingers or sort of just posting and that doesn't fuck up my hands so um hmm. if i can train nogi again then uh i will get back into it but it was fucking up my hands too much and breaking my fingers and stuff and i would like my hands to keep working <laughs> yeah unfortunately is, it, is there just not enough studios up there you mean that that uh yeah we moved offer. to a smaller city and, and they're just there yeah there's not as many options got it okay so the finn mckenty studio opening soon exactly or, yeah <laughs> but purple belt though that's a pretty big accomplishment i'm proud it? of it it's hard i mean i'm a shitty purple belt <laughs> you know there's a big range there <laughs> what does that there, mean like you just barely made it there's there's a big range there there's purple belts that are monsters that'll like fuck you up you know, and then there's purple belts where you're like, yeah, they just gave you this because you show up for a while. I would be in the second oh, category. Oh, got it. Okay. You, you, you did the men, you did the stuff. You, you did it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm okay, but I'm old and, you know, it's just like, uh, it, you know, I'm, I'm old and I'm not that big and it does make it, I, I mean, I'm, I guess I'm making excuses, but that really does make a difference. You know, you, you get in there with some 24 year old that's 20 pounds bigger and like, yeah, that, I know what that's you mean. real. You know? Sure. Exactly. You, feel it. you don't want to be the best person in the room kind of thing you know <laughs> i mean i'd like kinda... to be but <laughs> <laughs> i guess you kind of have to be if you're competing but yeah um dang so so when is you you're not going to pick it back up until you find that that right uh style or yeah i mean do I something else I, I can't fuck up my hands it's just I, I can't you know but in that is there training in that you can do in between that's not related to that exact grip style uh with jujitsu yeah because there are other things like I don't know, just the grappling. I don't know. I don't really know if there's stuff you can not, do in between. Not really. That. I mean, the okay. gi, you can't ignore. Like, if you're training in a gi, you can't ignore it because the grips are a huge part of the game. And if you can't grip, it is really just going to make things really hard. Right. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, we'll pause on that. <laughs> Unfortunately, then, it bumps me out. I love. Have you done well. any of your kind of documentary research style videos on BJJ at all? Uh, no. My audience prefers me to focus on music. <laughs> what are you doing yeah, yeah they, they some... want me to focus on older guitar music so that's what i stick to okay how about this? obviously there's a lot of other things in the world that i'm interested in but sure you know with as a creator people really want you to stick to one thing yeah um, yeah so. why why in the hardcore and punk scene how come how come there's so many musicians who are into bjj do you think it's a good question i mean it's Have definitely you yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm the old hardcore guy with a bunch of shitty tattoos that does jujitsu um, and listens to podcasts. Uh, check, 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 check. Yeah, they're all uh, there. Yeah. I, I don't I mean, I guess, uh, you know, if you get into hardcore, probably there's probably something a little bit wrong with your brain that like seeks <laughs> out that kind of like aggressive interaction with other humans. The Kung Fu mosh pit. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's the same kind of energy, I guess. But it seems like it was really... Uh... Like the 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 music scene really latched onto the BJJ scene all, mm -hmm. as well, and vice versa. So yep. it's kind of cool. It's kind of a cool thing, you know. Like, I guess maybe like the professional wrestling doing the one guy who does punk music got really popular with you know in, in cross genre kind of scene and right. stuff. So, but I did notice that a lot of the, you know, maybe even retired hardcore people have mm -hmm. have done really really embraced you know martial arts and stuff. So that's really kind of cool, I guess. To I guess just they need an outlet, but. Jiu-jitsu or um or, or being a barber or um a chef. Hey. Those are your three options. Pick <laughs> Dis one. Distill it. What if you do all of it? Um 
But and and beard is definitely required. If you're gonna do all three, you definitely need a beard. Beard is easy to handle for me, I, you know, because I can't I can't keep changing my tattoos from barber barber tattoos to chef tattoos to whatever. So we we'll well, get the black the flag. Everything want black one, and you're covered both ways. <laughs> That's true. With the the hedge trimmer is like unless yeah. you're uh, Brutus the barber beefcake. Yeah. So I don't know, but then you're also like a family man. Yes, sir. No, you know, that's good. That's good. Big, big proud moments for you in that. Um, is, is anyone in your family, were they entrepreneurs or musical or anything like that? Or no, my just... dad was a corrections officer and my mom, you know, basically never really, she, she worked at a plant nursery. She didn't really have like a serious career. Hey, that can be a serious career. If she wanted it to be right. Yeah. She didn't want it. <laughs> but she didn't want it. She didn't. And that was all uh Seattle area mm-hmm. or Okay. Corrections officer, as in like working for the federal penitentiaries and stuff like that? Uh, state. Or state. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I got a lot of family that does that here in California too. It's a, it's a, a job that you have to be kind of committed to, I guess. Cause. Yep. My dad was in the Navy yeah. and then I was a corrections officer. So why didn't officer. you want to do that, Finn? <laughs> uh, you know, and I never even considered it to be mm-hmm. honest. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm, it's not like I was like opposed. It just wasn't really. I never thought of about the military or corrections. Just it never came up. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, corrections, it's not a great job. It doesn't pay that well. You work a lot of corrections. People are kind of shit bags and losers and stuff, to be honest with you. A lot mm-hmm. of them are great people too, but there's a lot of kind of losers there, um, which is unfortunate because I mean, I, it's a tough job. It doesn't really pay that well. And you got to deal with inmates all day, which fucking sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, you'd have to pay me a lot more to take that job. The military would maybe be a better option, um, but uh, it just didn't, you know, just didn't happen. There's so many jobs in the, um, especially here in San Diego that are like military based or connected. Like yeah. I got a lot of chef friends who work for them also, mm-hmm. like just, you know, stuff. So like, there's so many random things that you can think of that are probably also you could do with military stuff and then say, Hey, I work for the yeah. military or whatever. I think probably half government. my family or so. My, my grandpa was in the air force. My, one of my cousins was in the army. My brother-in-law is currently in the army. Um, my father-in-law, uh, was in the army, the Vietnamese army for like eight years. Mm-hmm. Um, there's probably someone else I'm forgetting. So like pretty much like half of our family has been in the military at one point or another. That's great. Yeah, I guess. And when I think about it, there's a lot, definitely a lot of people that were, were, are related, involved with it. So that's, it's rad. We got to remember that sometimes, but not me, just a little, just a little punk rock chef over here. <laughs> I got a question from uh, Josh in Toronto for you. Okay. Yeah. Have you been to Toronto? I have not. I've only been to Vancouver. That's not the question, but. um. Shout out to Vancouver. Just, great place. It's so rad up there. I love it. When, when I go visit. Expensive uh, as shit, but great place. Is it? The real estate is insane. Oh, real estate. Okay. Because I usually just visit there when we're up and um, visiting up in like Bellingham or anything like that. Oh, I was born in Bellingham. Great place. Shout out. Dude. Love Bellingham. We, just real quick. We went up there last June and there's like 50 breweries within like, like a bike ride from the place we're staying. It got bougie. It it really did. I was like, <laughs> but the weather was like so perfect. There was a music festival happening and we watched it from a brewery into like, it was like, this looking is Looking over another brewery. Oh yeah, looking over like six breweries because the brewery is yeah. like up on a hill, and it was right next to it. yeah. So we were up there, and it's like, hey, we're staying with people. They're like, here, take our car. You can go visit all the breweries. I was like, dude, I can only hit like one or two. You know, I can only have like one or you know, I would rather see all the record stores. Speed run it. <laughs> Just here, here's take my money. I'm gonna be back and buy something later. But our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? 
That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Well, hey friends, my name is Zach Lupiton. You may know me from the band Dust Bowl Revival, but I also host a music discovery podcast called The Show on the Road. For the last five seasons, I've been able to dive deep and have intimate chats with folks like the Lumineers, Andy DeFranco, Wolfpack, Keb Moe, Lake Street Dive, Bela Fleck, and more. So guess what? After 150 conversations with some of my favorite songwriters from around the world, we are bringing brand new episodes to the Osiris Network. New interviews and intimate acoustic performances will be coming at you this summer. And which episodes are coming next, you ask? I am Zach Goody, the lead singer for the band Smash Mouth. Our band is called Milky Chance. We are based in Berlin. My name is David Shaw. I sing and write songs with my band, The Revivalists. Trust me, these conversations go some wild places. So subscribe to the show on the road on Osiris, and we'll see you soon. But first, I want to thank DistroKid for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. If you're not familiar, DistroKid is a digital music distribution service that musicians use to put their music into online stores and streaming services. So in plain language, if you have ever wondered how to get your music on iTunes, Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube Music, Amazon, Deezer, Tidal, and many, many more, there's like dozens and dozens of different streaming services. DistroKid is the way to do it. It is super easy. I have used it to put my music on Spotify. It took me maybe five minutes to like set it up and upload everything. It's legitimately awesome. I am sincerely a fan of this company and their product. And for those of you who have asked, you can also upload your music to TikTok with DistroKid. And if you want a chance to get featured on DistroKid's Spotify playlists, You can do that by submitting a song through Spotlight and getting your fans to vote for you. You can also use Hyperfollow to get more Spotify followers. You can promote your new release as well as Spotify Canvas. That's where there's the video in the background in the player. And when you share it on Instagram, it shares that video too to make your Spotify release pop. And Spotify Canvas is available to all DistroKid artists. Like I said, as you can probably tell from this, like I am sincerely a fan of DistroKid. DistroKid can do everything I just talked about and so much more. So be sure to sign up with my link, which is in the show notes for this episode, to get 7% off your first year. That link is in the show notes of this episode or go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash the punk rock NBA. And thanks again to DistroKid for sponsoring this episode. Anyways, Josh from Toronto says, when did Baroness become a defining mark of how punk something is? Uh, I would say Baroness is a defining mark of how much facial hair you have. Yeah. You see, my gift is stereotyping.
Okay. Yes. Think, see how think, somebody's got to do it. That? that was that was you had that ready. It's like Josh and you you talked it's earlier. My, it's my gift. I was put on this planet to stereotype. Thank you, Finn. Um, and um, define what? Oh, oh, <laughs> it was a follow up question to it. It was the, that question, and then was it Discord ebullition? Baroness is uh, what uh, I like to call. Uh, well, actually, I didn't come up with this. I forget who it was. So shout out to whoever came up with it. Door guy metal. Meaning that there's the door guy at every local venue. It's yeah, like yeah. our age, you know, with the beard and the, yeah. you know, denim jacket with a, you know, Baroness back patch on it or something like that. And, and, and you're like, who's that guy? And you're like, oh, he was in engine kid or something like that. You know, that's yeah. door. You're, guy you're not wrong about that. You're not wrong yeah. about that. Yeah. Um, who's the most misunderstood butt rock band? The most uh, creed for sure. Um, mm, yeah, they're having a they're having a day. Creed is the most misunderstood butt rock band. I actually read Scott Stapp's. I have a video about them, and uh, that's that's why I read his autobiography. Um, and mm. uh, he's a misunderstood guy. Like, definitely was a douchebag back in the day, as as he is the first to admit. Amen. Um, but uh, you know, he went through a lot of shit as a kid. Like, had kind of an abusive childhood. You know, horrible, awful, physically abusive stepfather and stuff. And you know. Not that that makes anybody's behavior okay, mm-hmm. um, but I think it is what it is. You understand why, and I think he, you know, has done his best to done his best to change who he is. And from what I can tell, he has. So, shout out to Creed and Scott Stapp. Uh, yeah, shout out to Creed and Scott. There, because uh, if you look at it, I mean, millions and millions of people found them very interesting. You know, yes. as, as far as record sales are concerned. Um, Oh, he, oh, Stephen from Cincinnati also said Skyline Chili or Gold Star. We covered that. They both suck. Yes, um, <laughs> Midwest <laughs> white trash milfs or mall goth girls. <laughs> you know, I, I, you know me. Listen, you're a goth just, girl. You're a goth girl kid. Hell no, <laughs> hell no. If you see bangs, run <laughs> screaming in the opposite direction. Just flee while you still can. Listen, Bang. any, any bangs. guy, any guy listening to this. Tell me I'm wrong. Think, tell me I'm wrong. When you get, when you get on the, on the bangs train, there's only one place that that train leads. We all know where it goes to the zone of pain. (laughs) We all know. Tell me I'm wrong. Yeah. Tell me I'm wrong. Think of all the girls with bangs you have dated and, and, and ask yourself how that worked out for you. I had one that ended amicably, but, um, she ended up dating somebody like she ended up dating someone that same day. Um, there you go there you go so it's just like in nature you know like frogs or insects that are poisonous or brightly colored you know Mm. if you see a a bright yellow frog on a tree you're like oh don't touch that thing it'll kill you bangs are like that but for women this is science you guys this is science it's it's just science my friends it's just Uh, science (laughs) you know um, what you got to do the big titty goth gf thing uh, the, the, the recently divorced military MILF is the new big titty goth GF. They're having a day. They're having a TikTok, uh, TikTok extravaganza. The Y2K bimbo reject goth girls, embrace Y2K. Oh, that's bimbos. okay. So you're talking about like the tall, tall flip flops. Yes. And like, yeah. Okay. Juicy uh, couture, track bedazzled. suit, tramp stamp Be- and whale tail. <laughs> Oh, exactly. this leads, that leads me right into my next question. Um, Courage Crew, Cincinnati or Cleveland Straight Edge? Courage Crew is from, well, they're from Dayton. Okay. Uh, so what, have you had any run-ins? Or are you are you part of the Courage Crew? 
no, but uh, <laughs> I am good friends with some of those people. I think they're all, I mean, you know, if, I, I'm sure there are lots of people that have uh, plenty of good reasons to not like members of Courage Crew, but uh, I can only spit, but that you should take that up with them. They have always been awesome to me. Well put, well put. And I have nothing but good things to say about Courage Crew personally. If they broke your nose or knocked out some of your teeth, well, you can take it up with them. They did crowd killing before it was hot. <laughs> they did a lot of stuff. They, uh, stand up <laughs> law abiding citizens just going to shows with everybody else. Um, That's right. Yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, bu- 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 San Diego hardcore. Um, who do you know? What do you What do you know? Shea Cafe, Casba. Have you done any documentary or research on any kind of San Diego scene stuff? I mean, I don't. I don't. When it comes to hardcore, like I don't research it. You well, I mean? whatever, whatever you do for the videos, like how you, how you put the stuff together. Cause, cause you know, the videos that you put out are, they're well, they're well done. And I've seen, yeah, you get... I've never researched, I've never done a video about San Diego hardcore because that's a pretty obscure topic that wouldn't mm-hmm. get a lot of views. Yeah. It's um, not as, it's not quite as big as Slipknot. Exactly. But, yeah. Uh, but it definitely, I mean, I'm pretty sure I'm, I'd have to look, but I'm pretty sure I've got some San Diego bands behind yeah, me you've definitely somewhere. said you definitely talked a lot about blink and um, yeah, no no but i mean i'm talking like uh i'm talking about like the you know like locust swing mm-hmm. kids struggle mm-hmm. downcast i don't know if downcast is maybe they're from santa barbara or whatever but um, it's all the 31g record stuff yeah, yeah. exactly the 31g yeah. ebullition kind of bands i've talked about that stuff you know yeah. here and there quite a bit and I, they were uh, uh very it's it's underrated and underappreciated how influential they were. Definitely, definitely. Um, started reaching into like the Pacific Northwest, uh, you know, n- late '90s kind of stuff. But yeah, I saw the Locust. I think on their first tour in '94 oh, or '95 with Manus the Bastard when they still dressed normal. <laughs> and then I saw them again, and they all had beehive hairdos and looked like characters from Metal Gear Solid. And I was like, oh, this is different. This is different, but there's, but yet I can't look away. Um, <laughs> you know, um, yeah. So, so do you still go to shows? Like, do you go witness shows? Um, not very often. I go to like say hi if my friends are in town playing a show. Mm, yeah, I'll go say hi to them, and then you know maybe have dinner or something, and then leave because I just I I don't a nice I, chilled I realize, Chianti. <laughs> what's that? A nice chilled Chianti. We're out of here. <laughs> yeah, more like uh some pizza and a diet coke um but uh uh i just i realized that i've never really enjoyed watching bands i think because like what? i'm just not i'm just not a very emotional like expressive person mm. so like whatever part of people's brain that like gets triggered when they watch like i'm not into spectacles and like it, just that part of my brain just doesn't exist you know in therapy, we call that zero affect. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Like exactly. everything is the same. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, I get excited about stuff, just not like, um, just not, uh, you know, I get excited about technical topics and things like that. Not so much like emotion. I, 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 yeah, no, that makes I, sense. Experience. Like I just, I'm not like roller coasters and fireworks and loud music and all that kind of thing is like kind of just irritating to me. So adrenaline. Um, yeah. I don't have that part of my brain. I, gotcha. I get more excited about, you know, reading a good article about a technical topic or something like that would be more exciting to me. Food 52's best ways to make an egg sandwich done. 
<laughs> yeah, favorite. that might be a little bit too lightweight for me. For example, I listened to an hour long interview um, today with a guy talking about um, essentially like an ad tech expert talking about like some technical things Facebook is doing to overcome like Apple's new like privacy policies and stuff. And that's the kind and you're of like, here we go, baby. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> I was like, Ooh, I'm, I'm going to listen to this while I work out today. I'm looking forward to this one. You're like it's your, your running montage for the wrestling movie. And you're listening to that. Exactly. You know? Exactly. <laughs> it's not like yeah, some I don't listen to music rock. when I work out. I listen to business oh. podcasts. Okay. okay. I never listen to music other than for work. You should put up some flyers behind you that are like work conferences stuff instead of like the show. <laughs> like, I, I, I used to have that actually in some of my old videos. No I had a little book cart with some like, you know. Oh yeah, I've seen the I've there. seen the ones with books. Uh, yeah, some of the books look like they maybe were music related. Uh, yeah, I put those on there to make people think that I'm more into music than I actually am. But it's the business of music and like how to build a CD or like you know like <laughs> I don't even care about I don't care about music industry stuff at all to be honest. That's good. You're you're. Uh, so you really, so you really coming at these uh, commentaries and opinions from an outside approach. Yes, and I think people don't recognize or appreciate that sometimes um, because they think, well, no, because um, since you have kind of so many views and stuff like that, they might think it's somewhat of an expert opinion. But it's like you're just saying it as a person. Yes, and I think people, I think I honestly think that part of it gets lost on some of the viewers, maybe the ones that say you know, Slipknot is Jesus or those kind of things. They're like, yeah. you know, um, but you're like, dude, I'm just a guy saying it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, exactly. Um, how did it catch this... on? What's that? How did you, how did, how do you think that caught on? Like with your, with yourself, like you've been doing it five years, you got the yeah. big awards and stuff like that. Like, well, I've you're... written about music and stuff for a long time. So I have a good sense of what people yeah. care about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, but like, no matter how many of the kind of like the hate, quote unquote hater comments or whatever, it's like you keep the videos still keep growing and growing. Right? Yeah. So like, what's the niche? What's the secret? You just you just keep saying because you said you took your opinion out of it. Yeah. So was, would you say it's more like fact based now or? Yeah. And you said you're not like researching it. So it seems like there's got to be some. Well, still hardcore, some... I don't research it because I don't need to. Yeah. You well, know, but I mean, it's... like the ones that you're putting out, like what happened to the Deftones or. Yeah, you know... something like that. <laughs> You know, like, yeah, I would need to research that because, like, I don't necessarily know all the details about some of the things I talk about. Has uh, have you ever been contacted by like the guy, like, uh, what is it, <laughs> Ronnie Radke, Tom McDonald, those like kind of like I know Ronnie, shocker, yeah, okay, he's yeah, like, he's, cool. he's like, thanks for doing the video, you know, really, <laughs> yeah, no, the on... video I made about him, which has one and a half million views or something, uh, he helped me make that because I hit him up before I made it. Oh, okay. Because nice, I nice. care about getting the facts straight, especially with someone like him or people. There's a lot of things about him that people think that are just false. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's not so much I'm here to defend Ronnie. My larger point with that is that um, it I, I find it frustrating how much people just repeat, you know, rumors and headlines and shit like that right. without actually looking into it. For example, a lot of people think that Ronnie killed someone. It's not true. Like he went to prison for a parole violation. He didn't kill anybody. Right, right. And then uh, that so that's good. So the, some of that stuff is then factual, like documentary based. Yeah. Video. Yeah. Figure. Like, I mean, he sent me the court paperwork to, you know, support some of the points I was making in that. He's having he's making hot new music, too. Yep. You know, change, <laughs> changing stuff around. That's good, though. It's good to see that that happening because the whole story was pretty wild, pretty insane, you know, overall. But um, yeah, what's the next big like video break you're going to do like a video like. 
kind of documentary stuff. I mean, is there a ch- is there a point where you've like done it all or like, you know, somebody else has done it or whatever? How does that work? Uh, well, I just know what bands my audience wants me to talk about. So I go down the list and make a video about them. Oh, you have a list. Okay. Yeah. Um, Cause you've done like, the, you know, I don't know if you'd ever do something like Metallica's early days or like stuff like that. Or if it's like you, you, sure. you your focus is on like, kind of like i said like the what happened to or the strange history of yeah um, i mean yeah, yeah. i would prefer to talk about new music but that's not what my audience wants so you know it's i already to yeah. old guitar music that's what they like old guitar music okay yep so yeah, like they don't like it any any time i talk about stuff that's not guitar music they get up well, what do you mean they, what do you mean what's non-guitar music uh like rap or pop oh okay so some stuff with a chugga chugga or like a chingy chingy chingy. <laughs> yeah. Like literally it has to have guitars in it or they don't like it. <laughs> but what if it's rap with guitars? They can be okay with that. Okay. The so, guitars, but it can't have 808s. They don't like 808s at all either. Dude, 808s rule. <laughs> it's just they get very triggered by that and by auto-tune. What what? <laughs> so like none of the like kind of warp toury kind of music there or I don't know because it sounds well, like they effects, don't really know what they're talking it. about so they just say I, I get mad when I hear auto-tune but they don't know that literally every artist in every <laughs> yeah. genre uses pitch correction anything anyone who ever got signed to a major label has no not even a major fucking local bands literally everybody uses <laughs> vocal like vocal editing is a thing every fucking artist in every style of music for the past at least 15 years has used pitch correction every single one yeah you're dropping all the science on the listeners here like all the secrets it's part of making any recording in any genre literally nobody is going to release a recording where they are pitchy you don't you wouldn't do that it's the same as a guitarist tuning their strings between each song it's like you have to make it sound like it's going to sound and people edit the fuck out of guitars too (laughs) uh so all these metal bands are the fucking fakest and I know this because we teach people how to record metal. I know every producer that records every metal album. Like I know all of them. I know like we have the multi-tracks. Like I've seen all of them. Yeah, they're just taking something like a pod six or something like this big on their backpack. This is their whole whole rig. People nowadays. record a lot of these metal bands, not all of them, but a lot of them like record riffs like two or three notes at a time and comp them together and stuff. It's the fakest shit in the world. You heard it here, which, <laughs> which is fine. Like, if you like the way it sounds, I'm not here to tell anybody that's wrong. Like, it doesn't matter to me. But I just find it kind of funny that these metal people, you know, are just so dogmatic that they think that, you know, for whatever reason, if it has guitars and drums, it's real music. And if it has 808s with someone actually singing, that it's trash and it's all fake. Like, like Owl City. <laughs> like or, i don't know demi lovato or Katy perry or ariana grande or whatever which is ironic because you know i mean pop vocalists are the best in the world that's just a fact as far as the the singing talent and everything like that and yeah, especially the, the ones who write their... the, the the songwriting is incredible like pop is the most like objectively like the the most sophisticated um genre with the highest level of craft like that's just a fact and like everybody in music would acknowledge that and and country is is up there too do you um do you have any thoughts on uh taylor swift uh what about her i don't know because you like you like a pop 
sound like a pop enthusiast. I know mm-hmm. you, and she I, she collaborates with people and she writes her own songs. Well, for the most part, I don't know about that. With, I think with that she Jack. probably, I think she probably pays people to not, I think she probably buys out their songwriting credits would be my guess. Sure. That's my for, guess. For, I'm sure for some of it. Yeah. But, um, uh, which is fine. I have no problem with that. Um, but that's my guess. Like, you know, working, if you work with Max Martin, he's a songwriter at the end of the day. So like, why yeah, are so he's Jack. not a mixer? Yeah. So like, why is he involved if he's not helping you write songs? Ooh, you know? Taylor. <laughs> I think she seems like kind of a self-absorbed person that, you know, has a hard time kind of, um, I think it seems to me that she has kind of main character syndrome. You know what I mean? Those sort of people that need to take credit for everything. I'm sure there's plenty of people like that in the food world where it's like, oh, it's gotta be, it's you have gotta no be idea. his show. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, all right. I mean, yeah, but there's also eight other people who work here that are pretty important too. Yeah, definitely a level of toxicity in the in the kitchen industry for sure. Um, they make like they make movies about it. To me. They make movies yeah. about it, you know. Um because it, it's it like seems awful. The chef can be the rock star or the the asshole in the kitchen, but so that's why I really am cognizant of that and try to say like I want all my chefs to shine. And, yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, that's what I would do too cuz that's I mean, and to me that's like sort of a very you know that's the punk way of doing things because exactly diy there's a lot of shitty things a lot of shitty toxic things about punk and hardcore culture but one thing is for sure that if you get up your own ass you know in the punk world someone's going to take you down a peg (laughs) you know so it's it's uh it's tough to be that person in the punk world um but taylor swift i it's a maybe a controversial opinion i know Mm -hmm. a lot of people like her new like sad girl lana del rey type shit um i don't i like the pop stuff uh lover is my favorite taylor swift album which from what i understand is uh an unpopular choice but uh it's my favorite because i think it is the most slick pop thing she has done and that's what i like she does a lot of really good stunning stuff the controversy is with her is ryan adams covering her whole record after he was me too'd (laughs) but he made an amazing record of hers that was a that was an interesting time, but because the record's amazing, <laughs> um, it's not for me. Uh, I've right. never I, I've been aware of him since like the Whiskey Town days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, listen, <laughs> I don't like the way he treated my girl Mandy Moore. No, but yeah, nobody do, nobody do. Exactly. Um, Hands Mandy. off, Mandy. <laughs> right, Leave Ryan? Mandy alone. This is us. That's right. Um, <laughs> that's an amazing show. Amazing show. Um, we're just really exposing ourselves here today. I've never but, seen it, but it's great. But you know that, yeah, it's Mandy Moore. It's, you know, yes. it's gotta be, but then she was also in 47 meters down. So what can you say? I've only seen a walk to remember, which oh, is so an amazing good. movie. How much did you cry? Uh, it's actually, I will never watch it again because it is legitimately too upsetting. Like for real, it's, <laughs> it's, I, I'm not joking. It's like, it's too much of a bummer. I will never watch it it's again. A terri- it's a terrible. It's terribly, bu- especially you throw some switchfoot in there, and then like the, you know, <laughs> it's everyone. Everyone's crying. Everyone's dying. Yep. Um, has anyone ever told you that Finn McKenty sounds like a character from a Wes Anderson film? Uh, nobody has ever said that, but that I agree. That does. Yeah. <laughs> that is accurate. Are you listening, Wes? Take it. Yeah. Um, that's that's funny. Um, and then, do you have a vinyl record collection? Uh, no, my, I had a, a, a couple like shoe boxes of seven inches that I had held onto since high school. Um, but I moved in 2008 and I left them in the basement and I never wanted to go get them back. No. And so somebody, <laughs> hopefully somebody hung on to those and they're probably worth a good amount of money. Wait, where is it? <laughs> <laughs> What's the exact coordinates? Um, dang. So no, no more, Drop uh, the pin. 
Yeah, exactly. We're dropping pins. We're dropping science. We're dropping truth bombs. Um, well, I don't know. I've taken up enough of your time. What, what, why don't you drop me with a nugget of wisdom? What have you learned through all this shit? What, what's, um, are you still learning stuff? Are you, are you a student for life? I am a student for life. Um, what I am learning every day, a lesson that I have continued to learn every single day is, um, that, uh, learning the, the most important thing, at least for me, I can only speak for myself, but I think for a lot of people mm -hmm. is to practice daily or hourly, or even, you know, I don't know what the word minutely, um, <laughs> Put in deliberate, constant effort to control your own state of mind, because if you don't, mm -hmm. it will control you. Mm -hmm. uh, for me, what does that mean? For me, uh, I mean, it, it left unchecked, like if you're listening to this and you're into things like, you know, the weird music that we talk about, or it seems like there's a lot of pretty dysfunctional people in the food world, too, from what I understand. 100%. That's um, why we're doing it. Same kind of people. Yeah. <laughs> Why else would you put up with the punishment? Um, <laughs> if you're one of those type of people, you know, a normal person left normal. If you're one of those type of people, you're left unchecked. Your brain is going to go down some dark paths. Um, normal Agreed. people. I don't think that's true. I think there's a lot of normal people. They just go about their day and they get along with people. And, uh, you know, they're just, just like their, their brains are good. Our brains are not good. And if you're one of those people, and that's no judgment. I mean, it's just a fact. Yeah. I wish, uh, trust me. I, no, I you're wish saying I you're not normal. Is oh, I'm definitely saying? not. Okay, I yeah. sure wish I was. Abnormal. I sure wish I was normal. Uh, so no, no, nothing normal in the world is... I wish more than <laughs> being normal. But that's just not, just not the cards I was dealt. No. Um, and I think a lot of people listening to this are probably in the same bucket. So, you know, if that's you, then for better or for worse, you need to, practice consistent effort to monitor where your brain is taking you in a just course as necessary. Like for me, I get very, uh, I get frustrated with people much more quickly than I should hmm. specifically. Like if, if I feel like people, um, aren't catching on to something as quickly as they should, I get irritated. And I, I feel like they're stupid <laughs> yeah. and it's no, I'm not like, I don't think it's cool or funny. It sucks. Like it sucks. Yeah. Like it just so happens that like I was born with a brain that connects the dots faster than almost everybody else. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, and I get frustrated and annoyed when other people don't pick things up quickly enough for me, which is stupid. Like that's dumb. Yeah. Like they're, they're doing like, there's nothing like there's nothing wrong with that. Um, and I get annoyed with them and like get kind of like, you know, I get a little bit, um, a little bit grouchy with people in a way that is not cool. And I really don't, I don't like it when I catch myself acting that way. When did you start catching yourself? Like later in life or your whole no, life? No, when I was like 14. And if you oh. think I'm bad now, <laughs> you should have met me when I was a teenager. Gotcha. Um, so, and there's lots of other things, but like, that's the specific one for me that I really need to like watch out for. Um, if I feel myself, if I feel that kind of like irritation or frustration, like creeping up, mm -hmm. I need to like put it in check and make sure it doesn't get the best of me. Cause I, I think there's a lot of people, you know, it's basically like practicing conscious emotional regulation. 
I think most people go throughout the, go out there uh, about their day or probably even their whole life without ever really even thinking about that mm -hmm. of like monitoring, like how am I acting? How, how am I thinking? How is that influencing my actions? What's that feedback loop? And, and do I like that? Do I need to like intervene anywhere? It's hard to think about yourself sometimes, not, not the self-absorbedness, but like thinking what you're seeing, what you're doing or how do I feel today? Or yeah. how do I sound to this person or whatever? Exactly. So you got to like, sometimes remember, it's hard to remember that actually, if you're, if we're so focused on the hustle and the work yeah, and, and like, the family, it's like literally take a deep breath. My advice here's, if you're wondering how to do it, here's my advice. How do you take, do it? <laughs> take like, I, I believe there, there's a physical component of it that I, I don't know the science of it, but I'm sure it influences your brain chemistry. Mm -hmm. So take a deep breath. And when you let it out, consciously let out the tension in your face, shoulders, and neck and your hands, because you're, you're probably carrying a lot more tension in those areas than you realize. Hands, huh? Yeah. Okay. Um, a lot of people. Yeah. And like consciously, like every time you like let, every time you exhale, consciously let out tension in those areas or, or wherever else. But I think those are the places where I carry tension anyway. And mm -hmm. you'll realize like, oh, wow, I was carrying way more tension than I realized. And it will instantly make you feel a little bit more calm. Mm, okay. Sounds a little um, bit like the end of a yoga class or like a meditation. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's basically, yeah, you call it whatever you want, but it's probably like a form of meditation. But, you know, for me, if I do that, I instantly feel a little bit calmer. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, okay, I am, I am in control of the beast now. You know, might still be bucking around a little bit, might still be fighting me. Are you the beast or the beast inside? Yeah, the the bad <laughs> voice that says be be um be an asshole to people. The one that says puts put more hot sauce on your egg sandwich. And you're like, oh <laughs> I like yeah, it like so this. That's my advice. And and I, I think, you know, for a lot of people in our world, you know, in hindsight, you think about think about how many people just fucked up their lives mm -hmm. that you've known because they kind of let their emotions lead them around by the nose. It's a long fucking list of people, right? Emo. Yeah. A super long list of people. Even myself included. One of them. Even myself included sometimes, right? Yep. When my when I get emo, overly emo. And now seriously, level if you if we're emotions, I mean if we're talking about what emo is short for, um, it sucks sometimes too, because it's like, oh, I sh I was speaking out of emotion instead of speaking out yep. of like a grounded, you know, physical, mental, spiritual state or whatever. However, yep, that means for exactly. anybody. But yeah. I mean, like, and, I shouldn't, I shouldn't have said that about Slipknot. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, it's like when you say something, are, are you married? Yeah. Yep. You know, if you ever say something shitty to your wife, you know, like in anger never, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I made that mistake a lot when I was younger and I don't, I have not made, I've been with my wife for 10 years and we have never raised our voices at each other ever never called each other names or anything like that because I learned that lesson when I was younger. But With anytime you say or... something like hurtful to someone that you care about, you know, whether it's like your, you know, business partner or boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, whatever, you can say you're sorry and that helps, but it doesn't make it go away, you know, and you right. only get so many opportunities to say, I'm sorry before the damage is done. And it's like, I'm, I'm done. Dude, those sound like hardcore lyrics, dog. 
<laughs> the well, damage I mean, is done. <laughs> no, but it's but I mean no, that's right, one though. of the reasons why I I was oh, drawn yeah. to hardcore is because I think hardcore, ironically, for a bunch of like, you know, um infantile men, uh, you know, has has uh had a lot more emotional intelligence mm-hmm. than other mm-hmm. genres. You know, it's a a lot of very dysfunctional, damaged people who may not always do the right things but mm-hmm. i mean at the mm-hmm. end of the day a lot of hardcore lyrics are about emotional regulation of like recognizing that there's a part of your you know thinking and actions that you don't like and how do you deal with that i mean for the most part hopefully the most more popular hardcore bands are talking about stuff that's very important to them like whether it's straight edge veganism animal rights or trauma from your parents or church or whatever it's definitely been an outlet for me writing stuff like that. Um, it's very helpful. Like, I mean, I'm just looking at some of the bands back there. I was like, Integrity always sing about this. Converge always sings about this. Unbroken. You know, like, there's a reason why we do it. Because we don't know how to express ourselves. So we just yell it. Or whatever, you know? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but if you can control it, like, by talking to your significant other in a very quiet, calm way. Not always quiet, I guess. It's okay to raise your voice a little bit, but not always out of anger. Or yeah. like, passion. We call it a uh, heat, a heated discussion, a passionate, whatever. I mean, my wife, my wife's a, a, count, a marital therapist. So like, oh, okay. I get that thrown at me sometimes. Like, uh, you know, nobody can make you feel this way or blah, blah. I was like, oh, Lisa, come on. You know, I just want to be angry. I just want to be right. sad. No, she's, she's right. Told, I know. And it sucks. Um, cause, <laughs> exactly. Because because I'm like, I, I just feel a certain way. I came home and I felt a certain way. And I, I don't know if anyone made me feel that way or whatever. It's just, it's just right. how I'm feeling. And I don't know what to do with that. So. Now I'm going to go to a hardcore show. <laughs> yeah, well, listen, I mean, that's uh, this will be an unpopular for any if anybody's still listening. This is going to be an unpopular thing for me to say, but I'm going to say here's it anyway. a, here's here's a, here's something you're going to hate. <laughs> they probably will. I mean, for better or for worse. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, I have a lot of unpopular opinions. I what? feel very, no. you I know it sucks. I, yeah. I legitimately hate it. Like I try very hard to only express popular opinions in my videos. And even then I still fuck it up and I still piss people off all the time because <laughs> it, it, it really sucks. I hate it. Can't I win. wish, I wish I had more popular opinions. That's one of your album titles. Finn can't win. But unfortunately, you know, it's just the way my brain works. Mm-hmm. I do not, I do not think the same way as people, you know, in our world, but, um, same. I neurodivergent. Say, what's that? Neurodivergent. That's how our brains work. Uh, yes, exactly. So like my psychiatrist, I've been, I'm like, you know, I might be a little bit autistic. Um, oh, and, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I think I probably am. Um, oh, and, that could explain uh, some of your like zero affect, like, you know, you don't care about the taste of food. Like you, yes, maybe exactly. Maybe, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And I get like way more irritated than I should by things like lawnmowers, like any kind of like noise lawnmowers, huh? Yeah. Lawnmowers and leaf blowers, like loud noises really, really oh, like, okay. irritate me. Got it. Yeah. Much more than they should. Um, my, I get very like, kind of, I, I feel like I get a little bit of like fight or flight when my routine is disrupted. Totally. Like if I, if I can't eat the same thing for breakfast every morning at the same time, like oh, I, I get yeah. much more like irritated by that than I should. That explains the food, the diet, like the routine of the exactly. diet too. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. okay so yeah. the the pieces fit together. Yeah. Um, and just in general, that it's very hard for me. Like I have to put on a lot of conscious effort to think about how people are going to perceive what I say, because if I just act intuitively, <laughs> that does not, go, that's not, that is not the way. Uh, other gotcha. people maybe just go through life 
you know, sort of naturally, intuitively yeah. being a human. And I can't do that. Um, I have to like, I have to think a lot about how I'm going to present myself um, or it's going to go badly. Um, so what's the unpopular opinion? The unpopular opinion is that for people who um, have these kind of issues, as a lot of people in our world do with, you know, mental health and whatnot. Um, and, and I know that they'll say that listening to angry, negative music and going to hardcore shows and stuff is their outlet and it helps and stuff. Just be open to the fact that it may not actually be net positive for you. Right. I think um, it, 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 if if we agree that music or anything else can have a positive effect on how you feel, mm -hmm. then you have to also acknowledge that it can have a negative effect on your mm -hmm. well-being and happiness. Mm -hmm. And I think um, there's a lot of that, like wallowing in this kind of like anger and negativity and stuff like that which is just everywhere in this kind of music. Um, I really question whether that's healthy for a lot of people. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, I'm, I'm, I know there's some, some music that I have that is not conducive to my bettering my mental health. Yeah. Like um, is listening to, I hate God actually making you feel better or, not. or is it just kind of taking you further down the rabbit hole? Yeah. Finn, you sound like my mom. <laughs> hey, wow. Shout out. It turns out that people who lived several decades more than us <laughs> actually learned a thing no, or two from it. No, you're right, though. Like some, some of, definitely some of the hardcore stuff I have is pretty morbid or depressing. Um, there's uplifting stuff. And, yeah. you know, if I listen, if I listen to some of my hip hop albums, there's, they're, they're definitely saying something that's about their life, but it can be, it can take you to a depressing state if you're like, you know, if you're really listening to like, oh my gosh, is, I want to go, you know, fuck the police or like whatever. It's like, I don't chase know. Chase a check, never chase a bitch. Yeah. If it's like, oh, like, okay, let me think about that. Like, yeah. you know, um, but that's, that's crazy. What I think the last, if you ever end up doing a last, last video of, and whenever you do that, whenever the case may be, then 20 years from now, whatever, the strange history of Finn McKenty. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have all this stuff in there um and then i don't know it, it seems like it seems like you got some uh you've done some rad things it seems like you've done some rad things you know i hope that you i hope that you can see that and appreciate that too like for at least what the public sees not about i don't know about all the the online businesses and stuff like that but at least well, the videos that's, it's ironic that the things the public cares about are not the things that are important to me um but that's okay uh that's another thing that i i work on a lot is you know, I know that if, if I ever get frustrated that people don't care about the things that I'm actually proud of, um, you know, I recognize that that's my ego talking. Mm. And uh, and I try to remind myself, I'm actually grateful that anyone gives a shit about anything I've ever done right. or said. Yeah. I feel the you same, know? yeah. Um, like, it, to me, I'm much more proud of, like, the businesses I've built than the fact that I made some video about fucking some 41 or whatever. Um, but that's just me. And I don't get yeah. to, I don't get to decide what other people care about, nor should I, nor should I want to, you mm -hmm. know, um, it just, I, I'm just, I, I just, so practicing gratitude is super important to me. So anytime yeah. I start getting like irritated about that, I'm like, no, wait a minute. There's millions of people every month that watch you talk about, you know, things that are important to them. Be grateful for that instead of being annoyed that they don't care about some other thing that you did. Hmm. 
if you, well, if you could like go out on the last thought here is like, what would you want them to be? What would you want like the audience to be like most appreciative of, of what you've done? Uh, I have tried very hard um, to get out of that headspace of wanting the audience to be anything other than what they are. Mm. Um, because yeah. I, I think it is a huge source of, I mean, it's a serenity prayer, you know, sure. um, yeah. it's a huge source of frustration for people. Like think of, again, think about how many people from our world are just so angry because the world isn't the way they want it to be. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I get it, but you know, we don't get to decide those things. So, you know, rather than putting energy into thinking about how I wish that the audience was this way or that way, I think practicing acceptance is the better move. Yeah. They You're care about right. like, I, I, I am so different from my audience in almost every way. Like I'm pretty much the opposite of them. Mm -hmm. Um, and sometimes that is, you know, a little bit difficult for me. Um, but I'm not going to change them and there's nothing wrong with them. So I just try to meet them where they are because mm -hmm. what other choice do you really have? Well, yep, you're right. Like that's who they are. That's who you are. Right. They're not going to change me and I don't want them to try. <laughs> and, and, and I'm not going to change them and I'm sure they don't want yeah. me to try either. A strange history of Abercrombie and Fitch would be a fun one too. Uh, I, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would be interested in, in doing that. There was a documentary about Abercrombie that was okay. Oh. It's on uh, Hulu, I think. You're like, I know the real deal. Well, yeah. Um, yeah, I do. Because, I mean, I was in meetings with the CEO like almost every day for four years or whatever. I don't know everything, but uh, I know. I mean, they talked to people who also worked there. They told they told one side of the story that wasn't wrong, but I think it's just, you know, it was not as nuanced. There's a lot of questions that they should have asked that I don't think they did. And a lot of sort of topic, you know, it's just like, it's just the way it is now. Give it everyone to them, Finn. Give it to them. Everyone. The, pu I, the public I, wants I mean, to know. People don't want to hear me talk about this too much. I do. But one. <laughs> Get make an Abercrombie Fitch bag that you know what would really take us to the next level at Mr. Abercrombie is a bag that has hardcore flyers on it. <laughs> oh, we snuck a lot of hardcore references onto shirts and stuff. Back I know. Then. I saw some. I was like, what is that a yeah, is that a lyric? Um, yeah, there's like someone we, yeah. we had this other brand called Rule 925 for a while. It was sort of like the super fancy one. And uh like <laughs> uh a friend of mine made one that just straight up said DYS Wolfpack on it. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody knew what it meant. So like, okay, that sounds cool. Ship and it. it was it was just like on a girl's t-shirt or something. <laughs> uh, this is a men's shirt, but yeah. Oh yeah. I love that. <laughs> Sneaking it in there. And then you have you do merch and stuff like that too, like pop punk with mm -hmm. breakdowns and yep. you know, of course punk rock MBA and stuff like that too. So uh everyone can just find you on like finnmckenty.com basically. Yeah. Or... You just search for my name and you'll find me. If search if for you, the name. If you really care about finding me. If you care, why would you? But if you do, you, you guys can search why, for my name. Yeah, don't, don't on YouTube don't or whatever. You'll, find you're gonna, me. you'll be disappointed. He is full of opinions. <laughs> you will be disappointed. I guarantee that. <laughs> he's got he's got recipes on there for egg sandwiches. Um, <laughs> I love it. Uh, what are you going to do the rest of the day? Uh, I have a podcast to do with uh, your boys in Pierce the Veil in an hour. Vic, nice. Uh, they're going to be on uh, the then, Punk Rock NBA podcast. Yes. Oh, and nice. then I'm going to do a podcast with Mod Sun after that. And then I'm going to be on Twitch at 4 p.m. Pacific. 
Cool. You got you got a busy busy schedule. Thanks for taking yep. your time for me today. Well, I appreciate it. Tell 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 uh, Pierce the Vic that Josh from Dogwood says hello. I will do that. All right, man. Hey, I appreciate your time, and uh, I guess we'll chat soon. Yep. Take care. All right. See you later. Bye. <laughs>there it is ladies and gentlemen everyone in between amigos y familia that is your boy finn mckenty the punk rock mba not the national basketball association no an m as in mary ba masters of business administration and now i know he's using that for different things but he's the punk rock mba so he's got masters of business administration of punk rock I guess I didn't ask about that too much. Can you hear that outside? I got I got these wild parrots, these crazy, crazy birds. I love them. They look awesome when they fly around. They they're like they're like um, they seem like they're on crack. I'm not gonna I'm not I'm not gonna put it lightly. They seem like they are birds who have eaten a lot of crack, and they fly around. We got a lot of them in San Diego, but they kind of travel in packs. You never see like one. I, or at least I haven't. They always, I've always seen them at least like five or six. Right now, there's no less than two dozen, and they yell and they yell and they yell, and it's kind of awesome, but it's also kind of annoying because they, <laughs> for some reason, they've taken, they've taken up uh, a residence in the trees right in front of my front door, <laughs> so they're pooping all over my front walkway, and. Um, I cleaned it off a couple times and I came out like 10 minutes later and it was just covered with this like parrot poop. And they're, they're, they're fun. They're fun birds and stuff like that. They, they, I don't know. I can't really describe it. They're so loud and they just, I don't know if you've ever been to the, the San Diego zoo or in the aviary or in any other zoo, but they are just, they're rad birds. They're wild birds. They're wild. They're technically called wild parrots. And, um, let's take it from me. Parrots just don't understand. You know they're all over the place with this uh, this noise and this funness, um, but they 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 go to sleep like in, around sundown, and they just wake up early in the morning and just decide to they just they love pooping, <laughs> they love pooping and yelling. So they're they're a little bit like babies, I guess. Anyways, that was my conversation with Thin McKenty. Make sure you check out all of his stuff online. He's got uh, two at least two channels on YouTube at least two websites that he's very active on and you can pretty much find him anywhere uh, Finn McKenty that was a fun conversation and uh, thanks for doing it Finn I appreciate that if you haven't yet please subscribe to this show share it with a friend share it with a loved one share it with a co-worker a neighbor someone maybe someone you don't like so much I don't know share it with somebody just share sharing is caring and that's what we're all about here. So uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for being my friend. I'm Chef Josh. This is The Family Cast. Food and music is life. Yes, yes, indeed. This is the Punk Chef podcast. We do all kinds of fun stuff. So stay tuned. I got another kitchen pairing playlist coming up. I got some more guests in the food industry coming up. And uh, yeah, I did ask Finn after the <laughs> after the conversation. I remembered, oh, shoot, I wanted to wrap up January with a, a Rancid conversation because I was doing the series on Rancid, the band Rancid, right? So I asked him, I said, give me three words to describe Rancid, the band Rancid. And he got back to me and he said, a good band. And I said, uh, fair enough. Okay. I didn't specify adjectives or whatever. So he says Rancid is a good band. And you know what? 
He, if he uh, if he didn't like him, I'm sure he would tell me that too. So thanks, Finn, for liking Rancid just like me. Um, yeah, that's about it for today. Uh, be sure to uh, be sure to stay in touch. You can find me at famcastpod at gmail.com if you want to email me. I check that. Obviously, I check that because um, I'm emailing other people and stuff like that. So I'll see it. Or you can just find me online, whatever, Instagram.com forward slash the family cast. And uh, there's a bunch of links right there in the bio. You can you can find a bunch of other stuff like the YouTube channel. I'll probably put a a, a video of this conversation on there um, because the video was uh, the video was the video. Yeah. Anyways look for that youtube channel the links are in the bio on instagram if you need to find that that's linkter.ee forward slash family cast and uh yeah that's about it for today i'm gonna go back to the kitchen i got some cooking to finish up i'm working with some recipes with uh with some coffee and some jameson whiskey right now so check that out i'll put those i'll put videos of that up soon thank you everybody for your support thus far it's been a great january i look forward to the rest of the year 2023 or 2023 I don't care what you say. I don't care what you say. I really don't. But uh, that's about it for me. I'm out of here. All right, my friends, that does it for this episode of the podcast. If you made it this far, thank you. Thank you for listening. We sincerely appreciate each and every one of you. If you want to help the show, there's a couple things that you can do. First of all, share it on social media. If you share it, tag us, tag Finn McKenty, that's me, and tag Deanna Chapman, that's a producer second thing you can do if you really 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 love us and really want to support us you can support us on patreon there's a link to that in the show notes you can leave a review on apple podcasts or wherever else you're listening to this or you can do none of that and you can just sit at home think about how awesome this podcast is that works too again thank you very much to each and every one of you for listening we sincerely appreciate it and we'll see you next time with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry in that case i pronounce you lucky Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, what's up? This is Blake Wyland. I'm the host of the Tone Mob podcast. It's a show where I interview guitar people about guitar stuff. We talk about their pedals, their amps, their accessories, their preferences, all that stuff, as well as a healthy dose of whatever comes up. Topics have ranged from aliens to addiction and anywhere in between. Oh yeah, and pizza. We're definitely going to be talking about pizza. So get the show wherever you're listening to this podcast at. Just search The Tone Mob in your search bar and it will pop right up. Come join us. We're having a lot of fun. Thanks for checking it out.